On today's Locked On Senators, for the first time in a month, the Sens are in a back-to-back situation tonight, taking on one of the NHL's hottest teams, the Florida Panthers. And Anton Forsberg was a big reason they got the win last night, so should they just keep it simple and go back to Forsy? We'll discuss that and other takeaways from Ottawa's 4-2 win in Tampa. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 985 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller in the farm, Belleville, Ontario. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. You can also follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where we say hello and let you know that a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. And make sure to hit the notification bell so you know when we go live in the postcast as we do following each and every Ottawa Senators game. Today is Tuesday. February 20th and Pillsy, wouldn't you know it, the Sens lose the games they should win. And last night, they win one they should have probably lost, at least in terms of a schedule-making capability. Yeah, I mean, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning is always a treat for the Ottawa Senators. And it's especially a treat, Ross, for Matthew Joseph, who gets to beat up on his old team in their home rink. Two goals last night for the Speedster. So it was a good game for Matty Joe, who got the fire helmet. Of course he did. It was a unanimous poll on on the postcast last night, and you just look at the body of work, not only the two goals, but he was solid defensively. That line was dancing all over the ice with Stutzla and Claude Giroux. It's the other lines that tonight we're hoping get a little bit more punch. I know there were other goals scored, Vladimir Tarasenko off a nice pass off the pad from Brady Kachuk on a two-on-one, but I'm looking at that Norris-Batherson combo as guys who have to be better Tonight, look, we'll get to our full game day preview and everything, but I was looking it up and Josh Norris played a season low 13 minutes and 19 seconds in that game last night. Did not play in the final five minutes. Coach's decision. Drake Batherson had one or had one minute and 13 second shift. He also did not play in the final five minutes. And even looking on the back end, Thomas Shabbat three of his last four shifts over a minute and 10 seconds, and then did not see the ice again. Final five minutes of this game. So Jacques Martin shortened the bench and he didn't care what the number was next to your salary. He cared what you were doing on the ice in that game to you. Is that just accountability in the moment? Or do you think that could carry over into tonight's game as well? Maybe a bit of both Ross Uh, could be accountability in the moment and could carry on in tonight's game. I mean, when you're playing back-to-back games like that, the memory is pretty fresh. So is Jacques Martin maybe 
isn't feeling like Josh Norris deserves more ice time there. I, I don't think Shabbat played particularly bad, so I'm not sure if that was just him trying to protect the lead and get guys like Sanderson and Zub out more at the end. I'm not really sure, but Norris, that was a that was not a good game for Norris. And then uh, Batherson had that uh, giveaway that led to the, I believe it was the second goal, so not a great game for him either. Those two got to figure it out. And I'm not sure, Ross, if... We're going to see Jacques Martin kind of keep them together to stop the the spread of their lack of effort or split them up to try to make it so that one line isn't just anchored down by by the two of those guys because they have not been good lately. And I think it's pretty clear to Sens fans and obviously the coaching staff that that's the case. And we saw the change at left wing Ridley Gregg and Brady Kachuk flipping and like even the Sens official team account graphic said that the Brady Kachuk, Shane Pinto, Vladimir Tarasenko line was the quote unquote third line. But yeah. frankly, that's the top line and they've moved Norris and Batherson down to what is the third line. But they need more from those guys. It's going to be a tough test tonight. We we're doing some research this morning on the yeah. Florida Panthers, that team top to bottom. It's kind of the antithesis of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are very top heavy. They've got their top dogs. The Florida Panthers have three lines that any night one can step up and get you. So they're coming off. Their last game was that 9-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it'll see how Ottawa can come into tonight's game. They will not skate today, obviously, on the second half of a back-to-back. Jacques Martin will speak to the media just before 5 p.m. Eastern. And note the start time tonight in Florida. It is a 7.30 Start time or seven. It's saying that's weird. It's saying seven on the NHL's website, but the Florida Panthers tweeted out saying it's seven thirty. So I'm gonna have to do the crack research on this. Yeah, and then on Ottawa's website, Ross, it says seven. Okay, so let's go with seven then. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Note the starting time. We don't know what it is. Seven o'clock start tonight. Let's go Tuesday night in South Florida. But before we move on from the Tampa Bay game, what else stood out to you? I know we got into a lot of it on the postcast. We can point people there as well. But what's one other big takeaway from that game? Well, first, go check out the postcast. You get to see me wearing the fire helmet for the first time this season. What a treat that was. Just got it yesterday and got to wear it. First game available that was a good mood booster for me. Um, another mood booster, Ross, is we're a hashtag goalie friendly show, and Anton Forsberg played great. There's really, I don't really have much criticism of his game last night. I thought he was really good down low. He was doing a good job um, when rebounds were created, getting into position, and being able to make a second or even third save if he needed to. And he had a couple 10 bell saves, like that glove save on Steven Stamkos, one of this generation's best shooters. To be able to snag one out of the air like that and hold on to it was a great save for him. So I really think that Anton Forsberg has shown in his last two games that maybe he's going to get a lot more share of the starts here as Corpusello has not been good since Forsberg's returned. Well, is it a win and you're in situation? Is it because of a back-to-back you go with Corpusallo? Let us know in the comments. We want to discuss whether Forsberg or Corpusallo should start in goal. Let's do that after the break. Let's also get into a game day preview. And Pilsy is in Belleville right now. He was at the Belly Birthday Bash. Saw the Belleville Sens take on the Hershey Bears. We'll get his thoughts on that game. And I can confirm it is a 7 o'clock start tonight for the Ottawa Senators in Sunrise, taking on the Panthers. That's all next. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team every day. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area, and they started off with three friends making a life-changing decision, and they grinded, and they put a lot of hard work and dedication into it, and they've been successful. they got four stores in the Ottawa area. The Ottawa locations are Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Mary J's offers the best and newest products in the market. They're always adding new stuff to the menu to keep it fresh. And they got whatever you need, whether you're a rookie looking to try some different things that can help you find what you're looking for, or you're a seasoned, grizzled vet, and you already know what you want. You want to be in and out of there quick. They got you. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you're guaranteed to get the best price around at a Mary J's location. So they got the products, they got the prices, and to complete that trio, they got the best customer service around with friendly buntenders who are always ready to help. One of the owners, Dashy, absolute beauty, diehard Sens fan. More often than not, you can find him at one of the four locations. So go to Mary J's location, say what up to Dashy, talk to him about the latest Sens win and all of the great products that Mary J's has to offer. Check it out today, guys. Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. And right now at FanDuel.com slash Locked On, new customers are getting $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. I'm at FanDuel right now. And if you're interested in the Sens game tonight, you think they're going to pull off the upset? Plus 198. So you can almost triple your money if the Senators do come through. I love the same game parlays. How about a little Brady Kachuk parlayed with the Sens to win? How about a Kachuk brother duo? Why don't you bet on both Brady and Matthew to score in this game? You can have a ton of fun on FanDuel Sportsbook. So you can check them out, FanDuel Sportsbook, and it's the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And because we love you guys so much, all the citizens out there, we want to make sure that you're taken care of. So $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So go check them out, FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's game day for the Ottawa Senators, and thank goodness they were able to squeak out that 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Feeling good, and maybe a win tonight could erase that awful taste in our mouth from the back-to-back losses to Anaheim and Chicago just last week. Before we get back to the storylines, Anton Forsberg being a big one of it, Let's discuss quickly your experience in Belleville. How was the game? Take me through the play-by-play. Yeah, so first off, it was great to be back in uh, CAA Arena. Always brings back good memories. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Ross and I worked for the Belleville Senators for two years. Ross was doing camera work. I was doing replay, so we had a lot of fun covering that team. And CAA Arena, great place to watch a game. Uh, especially when the Belleville Senators are donning a brand new uniform designed by our guy at the Leams Martian. Martian was with me at the game. We had boots on the ground. They look great on the ice. Unfortunately, they did not play great on the ice as they lost 4-2 to the Hershey Bears. Hendricks Lapierre got the natural hat trick. They were up 3-0 pretty quickly, unfortunately. And, uh, not, not a lot of great games from uh, the players you would hope, but uh, Ross, I will say Oscar Pedersen 
looked great out there. He had a couple block shots. He had a nice uh, partial break opportunity, but it was blocker save and he was buzzing out there. So Pedersen was a guy that I was kind of locked in on and uh, he had a nice game. Okay, from one suite to another, as Oscar Pedersen, we like seeing him do well in North America. We are working on getting a time, just timing hasn't worked out great to get Crooker on because we want to discuss his AHL experience. He had an assist, but let's get to the the Swede of the hour is Anton Forsberg. I mean, coming off of his best performance in a long time, he hasn't played a whole lot recently. I don't think it's an even much of a question. He has to play tonight, despite it being a back-to-back. The Senators have not played a goalie on both halves of a back-to-back in nearly a calendar year. But Forsberg's now won his last two starts. He's got an above 920 save percentage in each of his last two starts. Can you even make an argument that Eunice Corpusallo should be in goal tonight? Uh, I can, if you want me to. I can play uh, devil's advocate. And you know that I, I usually am very against the goalies back-to-back, but... Ross, I, I wish I was more. I wish the Sens were in a better position so that I could be passionate about this discussion. Because really, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter too much. Uh, they're so far out of it. Uh, probably whatever goalie they put in there is is going to have their work cut out for them up against a very good Florida Panthers team. The one argument, Ross, that I would make against Anton Forsberg starting back to back games. This is a guy that is just recently coming back from an injury and a goalie that in less less than a calendar year, I believe, uh, blew both his MCLs at the same time. So if you're going to be risking putting a goalie in back-to-back, a goalie that's finally playing good for you and has injury concerns might not be the, the most sound decision. But... At the same time, I'm not about to sit here and bang on the table being like, Yunus Corpusallo needs to get in there. you got to get a goalie that has terrible numbers in a game up against uh, a division rival. No, like I'm, I'm not going to advocate too passionately for that. So that that's where I stand on that. I don't think I'm bothered one way or another with what decision they make. I just, it would be tough if they go back to Forsberg and he ends up getting hurt here because... We, we know what it looks like with without uh, Forsberg for most of this season. And Anton Forsberg has much better numbers in his career against Florida, which we know does factor into yeah. their equation. Forsberg's played four games against Florida, has a 937 save percentage. He's 1-2-1 one, one in those games. Eunice Corpusallo in his career against Florida. I'm starting to see a trend with him, by the way. 894 save percentage in 12 games. He has three wins in 12 games, three, five, and one. And he was in goal for that beatdown at the end of November where the Florida Panthers put a five spot up on Ottawa. They beat them up and down the ice. And our guy, Mark Hamad, made a bit of a graphic for us. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it right now. The last time Anton Forsberg, and he was the last senator to start games on back-to-back nights, was a year and nearly a month ago. When on January 27th, Ottawa got a 6-2 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road. And then he came back home the next night to shut out the Montreal Canadiens 5-0. So those numbers would tell me, hey, that's not a big problem for Anton Forsberg to play on back-to-back nights. And especially, you say the injury concerns, I get that. I would play it the other way and say he's fresh. He hasn't played much in a long time, so it's time to get him rolling and get him feeling good. The year before 2021-22 season, there were no occurrences of goalies starting 
on back-to-back games, and it happened twice during the COVID season. Matt Murray played the the first two games of the year. That's what it was, January 15th and 16th, uh, 5-3 win against Toronto, and then a 3-2 loss. Those and then are the first late- two games of the year in January yeah, 15th and 16th? Oh, right. Matt- yes. Timmy's gotcha. birthday was yep, the first yep. game of the year, his first NHL game. Um, in those games, Murray had an 870 save percentage and then 925. And the other one was mid-March where our guy, Joey Decord, played Toronto, got the win 4-3. That was where Matt Murray pulled the shoot and warm up and then yep. played the next night 3-2 OT loss to Vancouver. And because we spoke about it on the postcast, our guy Mark also pulled up uh, <laughs> Mike Condon, who did it three times during 28 consecutive games back in 2016-17. Not bad for a trade that only cost Ottawa a fifth-round pick. They were in full panic mode, and they ended up getting a pretty good goalie, at least for that year. They didn't really have to give them the three-year extension, but that's a story for another day. The fact is that the second half of back-to-back doesn't seem to negatively impact the goalie's numbers drastically. So I'm I'm going with Anton Forsberg, and we want to hear from you guys. Who are you going with tonight for the Ottawa Senators? Now, who's going to play in front of Anton Forsberg? I'd imagine there's no lineup changes tonight. Would you think, Pills? No, I don't think we'll see any lineup changes tonight. If that's the case, we expect the Sens to line up as follows. Oh, no, darn. They changed it afterwards. So let me just manually edit this. Shane Pinto at center between Brady Kachuk and Vladimir Tarasenko. Tim Stutzla at center between Matthew Joseph and Claude Giroux. Josh Norris centering Ridley Gregg and Drake Batherson. And then Mark Kostelik is between Dominic Kubalik and Parker Kelly. On the back end, we've got Jake Sanderson with Artem Zub, Thomas Shabbat with Jacob Bernard Docker, and uh, Jacob Chikrin playing the left side with Eric Brandstrom. Who's your locked-on player to watch in tonight's game? My locked-on player for tonight's game is Vladimir Tarasenko. He got a goal in last night's game, as I mentioned, the pass off the pads. One of my favorite moves in hockey, and he was ready for that. Him and Brady definitely had that uh, locked in, and that was a kind of a set play. I think both of them realized as they went down the ice, and Tarasenko's right there to pot in the rebound. And look, I like this line of Brady, Pinto, and Vladdy. There's a lot of potential there. All those guys have been pretty consistent this season, so I think they can do some damage. And Vladimir Tarasenko, big Miami guy. Uh, You were mentioning, I I believe he has a house and his family stays there. So this is uh, a bit of a a homecoming game for him. So hopefully he can have some big numbers tonight and keep it going. And the intrigue of what's going to happen with Vladimir Tarasenko as the trade deadline looms, Ross, is... Is getting very interesting. It's coming up here. March what? March 8th? March 9th? March 8th. We're two weeks and three days away. Yeah. So if Vladimir Tarasenko continues to be hot like he has been lately, I believe, yeah, in his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, he has five points in his last six games. So he's been pretty consistent here. And go check out Ian Mendez's article on the in The Athletic about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko leading up to the trade deadline. Really looking forward to that storyline continuing and stay tuned for Locked On Senators coverage at the trade deadline. We're going to do something special and we'll make sure to have you covered on all things happening with the Ottawa Senators. So my Locked On player is Matthew Joseph. 
the best player not named Anton Forsberg on the ice for the Senators last night, used his speed, was dominant, and finally scored against an opponent not named Montreal. We discussed that yesterday when he was your locked-on player, that over the last 17 games, he had had two goals in two games during that stretch, and both were against Montreal. He gets two goals last night against his former team. Now, can he duplicate that? I don't need two goals, but I'd love to see him get goals in back-to-back games for the first time this season. The closest he got, he scored in the opening game at Carolina, and then two games later, he had a goal again against Tampa. So he's actually got three goals in two games. Or sorry, no, they played Tampa three times. So three goals in three games against Tampa this season. Had an assist in the other game. But I want to see him dial it in again because he did go with he, where he only had two assists during a span of seven games. So he had the assist against Chicago. If he can get it rolling offensively a little bit, I think that could really help spread the offense out and take some pressure off some other guys. I love him on that line with Tim Stutzla and, and Giroux. Those guys danced last night. I keep going back to that phrase, but the way they were controlling the puck, stick handling, and, and the vision, everything, it was 10 out of 10. So I'm going to be locked on to Matthew Joseph tonight. Love it. And for the citizens, they are going to be locked on to number nine, Josh Norris. This is a guy, unlike our locked on players, Ross. Shoot! <laughs> yeah, in Ter- Tarasenko and Joseph had no issues shooting last night, whereas Josh Norris sat... For a guy that got paid to be a sniper and got paid because of his shot, the guy needs to shoot it more. It really seems like he's got the yips when it comes to shooting it. I, I reference there's no better example of that than on a three-on-one, pretty much slowing all the way down and turning your body away from the net and forcing a terrible pass that turns into a turnover and uh, led, led the puck up the ice the other way. So we got to get Norris back to his shooting ways. Don't think, just shoot. Josh, that's that's all he's got to do. No, no thinking, no trying to get it creative, no trying to hold on to it too long. As soon as that puck hits his stick in the offensive zone, just rip it. No questions asked. And we're going to look for that tonight. Josh Norris in last night's game, we already discussed. It was a season low for him in ice time. 13 minutes and 19 seconds. Only had one shot on goal so just fire the thing josh man he's such a fun player when he's ripping it and and he's in his shooting spots and he needs to get back to that in a hurry he had 48 percent of the vote second place was thomas shabbat with 19.6 jacob chikrin at 18.4 and drake batherson at 14 pilsy we did not put brady kachuk as an option but it should be noted that his brother actually plays in the nhl on the Florida Panthers. That's wild. Yeah, and they're going to be playing against each other tonight, so make sure you're aware of that. Have they ever done that before? I think so, once or twice. Yeah, don't ask them to fight, though. Their mom doesn't like it. They actually, funny enough, got as close as they've ever gotten in the last game because that game yeah. deteriorated into a debacle. <laughs> it did, yeah, and it got pretty chippy, too, so it'll be interesting to watch. I was going to say, let's see if there's carryover to that, but I'm pretty sure the Florida Panthers play that way against every team in the league. Oh, they're such a feisty team, which is why they, a big part, I should say, why they had success in last year's playoff run. They are bullies, hyenas, and they're (laughs) taking on the Senators tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll take a look at the Florida Panthers, get into some keys to victory on the other side. This is Locked On Senators, your team every day. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Guys, if you are looking to have a fun night out on the town, but you didn't plan ahead, don't worry about it. You got Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You get to see the view of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you get there. All-in prices show your total up front, so you're not sitting there being like, oh, what a great deal, and then you get to the checkout, and you're like, wait a second, this is not the deal I was offered. None of that with Game Time, and time is money, so you can buy your tickets in seconds with two taps, Boom, tickets on your phone. It's that easy. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for all your sports, comedy, and theater and music needs. With zone deals, you can pick section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And game time guarantee means you always get the best price. In fact, if you find tickets in the same row and section for less, game time is going to go ahead and credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On L O C K E D O N for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. It's game day. The Ottawa Senators taking on the Florida Panthers. You might remember the two teams met at the end of November in Ottawa. It was a 5-0 loss and punctuated by far the worst game of the season. Whoa. Worst game of the season. 5-0 and it was at no. the end of the worst month of the season. Are you forgetting the Anaheim Ducks game, Ross? At least those games they had a like they had a chance to win. They still outshot their opponents in those games no. and whatnot. Dude, Ottawa got outshot no, no, thir- no, no. 37 to 20 in this loss in November. Up against one of the best teams in the league, though, when you're getting beat down by the Ducks 5 1. I don't know. I'm not debating whether that was a bad game or not, Ross, but by far the worst game in the season, that Ducks game takes the cake for me. Well, we just, we still felt like we had hope then. <laughs> that was last week. No, I'm talking about the Florida game. It was still oh, November. Okay, gotcha. We're like, oh, we just need a couple wins. Yeah, that it, it definitely was a humbling experience, especially coming back from Sweden. Then the Islanders game doesn't go well, and then Florida beats down on them. Not great. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. Like, what do you mean? You're talking like it's not one of their worst losses of the year? No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a lot of city. A lot of citizens in attendance that night are going to comment on this video and say that game sucked. No, dude, I fully agree that game sucked and was probably one of the worst games of the year. But by far worst games of the year, I think the Ducks game or maybe that Columbus Blue Jackets game earlier on in the year was was one of those. But yeah, the, out of those three, you could probably rank it any any sort of way and it'd be, it'd be fair. <laughs> Look at yeah. us talking about, all right, the only passionate discussion we're having today, Ross, is which game sucked the most. Uh, one thing that was entertaining, at least about that game, is all the penalties. There was 177 total penalty minutes in that game, much of which came in the third period. So the Florida Panthers, since then, 
They have just gone skyrocketed to the moon. We'll get into the individual numbers, but as a team, the Florida Panthers are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. They've won five in a row where they've scored a ton of goals. In their last five games, they've scored 26 goals, and yet helps getting a nine spot in one of those games. But even they haven't scored less than four goals in their last five games. That's absolutely sick. Let's take a look at how the Florida Panthers line up in tonight's game. I talked about how it's pretty spread out evenly throughout the lineup for the uh, Florida Panthers, and their top line is Sasha Barkov between Carter Verhage and Sam Reinhart. The second line is Sam Bennett with Nick Cousins and Matthew Kachuk. That is the biggest rat line in the league. Has to be, but with a ton of skill as well. The third line is Anton Lundell, Itu Losterainen, and Evan Rodriguez. And then the fourth line is Kevin Stenland with Jonah Gajevich and Ryan Lomberg. On the back end, Gustav Forsling and Aaron Ekblad, Nico Mikola and Brandon Montour, and then Oliver ekman Larson is with Dmitry Kulikov. Sergei Bobrovsky is guaranteed to start in goal. He's won his last six starts. He's 27-10-2 on the season and has dominated Ottawa historically 13-6-1 in 20 starts with a 9-15 save percentage. Pilsy, who's your lookout player to watch? My lookout player to watch is, well, he's the guy you have highlighted here, Brady Kachuk's brother, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, obviously, Sens fans have kind of followed Matthew Kachuk's career for, for a while now. And this year, everyone was looking at Matthew Kachuk being like, man, he's kind of off to a slow start here. What's going on? He didn't make the All-Star game, kind of rare for him. But... Ross, when this calendar flipped to 2024, Matthew Kachuk said, okay, enough of that. I'm, I'm awake now. He has been on an absolute tear since 2024 started. In 19 games this year, he has 15 goals, 22 assists, good for 37 points in 19 games. He is an absolute beast. Uh, even, Do you know where that ranks, by the way? Gotta be... Top three. Top one. Top one. Okay, that's good. And to to uh, zoom in a little more here, Ross, this is wild. In his last five games, guess how many points he has? 15. 13 points oh. in his last five games. Like, this guy is, he's figuring it out now. And when you take the combo of him and Sam Reinhardt, how they've been playing lately, this team is so dangerous. And Matthew Chuck is on the second line of this team. So uh, they, they've got some heavy firepower up front. They certainly do. And another one of those pieces is Sam Reinhart, who's my lookout player. And when you look at the Florida Panthers, you have to note their power play and just how good it's been. We discussed yesterday how over the course of the entire season, the best power play in the league is the Tampa Bay Lightning. But if you just go since January 1st, let's just have that date since what's what we discussed with um, with Matthew Kachuk. Florida Panthers have the third best power, sorry, the best power play in the league, 37.3%. And Sam Reinhart is a huge beneficiary of that. Sam Reinhart this season, he's got to be. Yes. No, oh my goodness. This might even be more impressive than Matthew Kachuk leading the league in points. Pilsy, Sam Reinhardt has 22 power play goals this season. 22 power play goals. Okay. Perspective. Wow. Brady Kachuk leads the Ottawa Senators with 25 total goals. 
Yeah, I think they showed a, a graphic on the Panthers broadcast uh, last game where Sam Reinhart, I believe, has more power play goals than four teams total combined. Yeah, I believe it. 22 yeah. power play goals. The next highest for an individual in the league is Austin Matthews with 14. There's eight more than anybody else. And then it's one of those. I love where one guy is so far ahead. And then afterwards, it's like 14, 13, 13, 12, 12, 12. Just a huge clump of people in the pack. And Sam Reinhardt is all the way up. It's a contract year for him. Sounds like they're really going to try and work things out in Florida. But my goodness, just the ability for him to go into another gear has helped this Florida Panthers team provide a ton of offense. So I'm going to be looking out for Sam Reinhardt in this game. But bonus is just the entire Bennett-Cousins-Kachuk line. That's a line where any defenseman on the other team has to know when they're out because they're going to get run through the boards every time they go get back to get the puck. Like This is the type of line. I'm not saying they have the same skill at all, but Casty should be watching this line and forechecking the similar way. And Cassie's coming off his best game in the last little while, so I hope he can. But even the fourth line on uh, on Florida, like Gadjevic and Stenland are each like six foot four, enormous, long reach, play physical. And then Ryan Lomberg is like that spark plug, plug out there who I think he'd be a good guy for Parker Kelly to try to model his game after where you're not the biggest guy, but you play big, you don't play scared. And then they've just got, they've got such a good mix. And Paul Maurice has done a fantastic job with them. So the Florida Panthers, I mean, we're going to be cheering for them come April or, or, uh, or May when they play the Toronto Maple Leafs inevitably in the first round of the playoffs. So um, let's, let's get, let's get a good one here tonight for the senators. If, if, if the senators can pull off a victory tonight, Pilsy, is the back-to-back loss to Anaheim and Chicago forgiven? Or or do you need to see a back-to-back win on the weekend as well? Or sorry, do you need to see two more wins against really tough opponents when they come home? Dallas and Vegas are next up for Ottawa after that to, to, wash, to get some mouthwash in there. Ross, I don't know if I will ever forgive the Senators for losing those games up against the Ducks and Blackhawks. And uh, I've been working. I want to get a poll on Twitter so we can talk about this, see what the Sen Central citizens say. What was the worst Sens loss this season? Heated debate on today's hashtag LOSP. I got 5-0 loss to the Panthers, 5-1 loss to the Ducks, 4-2 loss to the Blue Jackets. And I'm trying to decide whether... The Canucks game, the 6-3 Canucks game, because that was putting lipstick on a pig. Remember that? The Canucks oh, dummy. Oh, five, no- 5 nothing in the first period. Exactly. So I'm trying to decide between that game, uh, the Avalanche game, where they were up 4-3 heading into the third, or the Rangers game where they lost 7-2. Which of those three do you think should be the fourth choice? Um, sorry, what was so it was the 5 nothing loss against Florida, the 4-2 loss on the road at Columbus? or yeah, the? I- I've already got the tweet typed out too. So if you're, if you're okay, putting, I was going to put it up at a poll. I already, already got it going here. Okay. So Vancouver then, yeah, one so, was very disappointing. Right. And that's uh, Ross. I believe that was extra disappointing for us. Cause we just got back from our vacation where we hadn't done postcasts uh, for three games. So we're like, all right, we're back to the postcast. Here we go. And it's just God awful. They just laid a complete egg. I might like, and then I know the other got, ones it, I mentioned was, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, where they're up 4-3 heading into the third, uh, and they lose 7-4, or the Rangers game 7-2 loss. 
Yeah, those are all good. I'll, I'll throw you an honorable mention as well. The Arizona loss was the first I, game for, yep. for Jacques Martin, and they scored on their own net in the third period. I thought about that one too. There's, so, there's too many options. Yeah. There was the one early on in the season as well against Buffalo where they had they had just lost to um, to Detroit. It was yeah. their right? They had won those three in a row. They lost to Detroit. You're like, oh, don't worry. We'll bounce back against an Atlantic division rival. And they they found themselves down. 5-1 after the second period. And then they scored three unanswered, right? And then gave up the empty netter. That was ultimate lipstick. But I think I got to go with the Vancouver game. I'll, I'll put other uh, in brackets <laughs> comment. How about that? Yeah, because there's too many to narrow it down. So go have your vote there. Brandon Piller won. We'll retweet it at Send Central as well. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me on today's show. Well, Ross, this is going to be an interesting game up against the Florida Panthers. I think we haven't really done keys to victory, so maybe I'll touch on that a little bit. Look, the discipline they showed up against the Tampa Bay Lightning was so good, especially in a game where you're up against the league's best power play. To have no power play opportunities for Tampa was huge. So I, I'm going to roll that discipline in. Same thing for the, the Florida Panthers here. Because the Florida Panthers, they're going to bait you into taking frustrating penalties. You mentioned it, that line of um, Cousins, Kachuk, and Bennett. That's a nasty line that can score goals on you while pissing you off as well. So don't fall for the, the gritty, feisty game that the Florida Panthers play and take bad penalties because this penalty killing unit cannot afford to allow Florida to go on the man advantage. I know that NHL refs say nothing is managed, but I wonder after Ottawa has now gone multiple games in the last week, because they, they gave up no power plays to Toronto. They gave up no power plays to Tampa. I just feel like Ottawa is in store to get some calls tonight against them. I hope not, but I feel like that might be the way the wind's blowing on the east coast of South Florida. That's a good key to victory for me. It's just going to be to get contributions from all lines. Like last night, it feels like every night it's one line that's playing well and maybe dragging along the others. I want to see some more consistency down the lineup for the Ottawa Senators. Of course, we'll be watching the combo of Norris and Patherson if they're together. And we're also going to be keeping our eye on who starts in goal for the Ottawa Senators. But in terms of a key on the ice, it's just going to be a matter of not not being scared out there in terms of like, oh, this team's so good. You got to be able to think you can play with them and um, and we'll go from there. It's it's super pathetic that this is where we're at. But I mean, frankly, it's, it's where we are. Yeah, it, it's 100% where we're at. But hey, look. You just beat up on the big brother Tampa Bay Lightning team. I, I feel like, Ross, the obviously Tampa feels like the big brother floor is the little brother. Tampa was the big brother that was a star in high school, you know, um, making it to state champions three times. They're, they even got the championship. Beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, they're just flying high in high school. Seems like high school is over for Tampa. Maybe they're doing a victory lap, grade 12 plus, trying to relive some of that glory. And now Florida Panthers, the little brother, they're they're in grade 10. They had their big uh, year getting into high school. Everyone remembers. Yeah, growth spurt, uh, puberty is starting to get going for them. Everybody remembers their big brother being so successful. They're like, we can do it too. We can do it too. And now they're really showing that. So let's see how they do. They beat, beat up on the big brother. Let's see if they can do it with the little brother here. Good vibes. 
Let's go 3-0 the rest of the week. Let's shock the world. Florida. And then at home, I'm... Dallas and Vegas. Get the win against Vegas and all's forgiven. Really? <laughs> no. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, I just want to beat Vegas. They they dummy us. They're like the little nephew that comes over and beats you in your own video games. Yeah. The, yeah. Definitely. Like, that's like the, the nephew from like a, an estranged marriage of your aunt and uncle. And you're like, oh, this spoiled brat's coming. And then they here. take your favorite desserts that there's only one slice left and they take it. Unbelievable. What what dessert would that be? I don't know. Stone fruit. <laughs> what? Well, they took Mark Stone from us. Oh, okay. I was like, stone stone fruit? That's your dessert of choice? A slice no, of no. stone fruit for Ross? I'm a huge ice cream guy. Yeah, okay. So ice cream sundae. They're taking the last scoop there. Um, small sample size, Ross, but right now 57 votes on Twitter. 5-1 lost to the Ducks has 49.1% of the votes. The Panthers lost 35.1%. So it is close, but... I do think I'm going to get the better of uh, of this argument, Ross. It's going to be the 5-1 loss to the Ducks. But that's recency bias as well. But still, the effort was just god-awful up against a terrible team. Yeah, having a 2-0 lead in Columbus and blowing it, that was that was embarrassing as well. Like, I don't yeah. think that should be discounted. That should be getting some votes as well. Have your say. Uh, we'll be back for the postcast, as we always are. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube so know when we go live. It'll be right after the game tonight. It's a Pillsy Martian postcast, so see <laughs> what happens tonight. They actually, well, we did the stats. You guys are on a bit of a tough streak, but overall, you're right around 500. So there's no better time than tonight to get back right. on track. For today, though, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>